0: Gospel according to Mark. Glory (coughs) to you, O Lord. Jesus said, In those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Be aware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey, when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge each with his work and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at the cock crow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. morning. Welcome to worship this morning. Let us pray. Gracious God, thank you for this wonderful season of Advent to prepare for the celebration of Christmas. Bless us to receive your word. Amen. The historian Josephus, who lived around the time of Jesus, wrote in detail about what happened in Israel and Jerusalem at that time. There were heroic leaders of old who gave their life in the course of battle. They are said to have died in glory. In modern parlance, we talk about going out in a blaze of glory. And so when we talk about the glory of Jesus, we are talking about his crucifixion. Jesus refers to his crucifixion in the reading this morning. He predicts it. It was an act of nonviolent love to be faithful to the point of death. He said to those listening to him that that generation wouldn't die until all these things have taken place. The people who were alive with Jesus and did indeed saw him come into his glory when he died on the cross. Jesus predicted that the sun would go dark and the moon and the earth would shake, and when we read the crucifixion, those things happened. However, we can also understand these words apocalyptically what we mean by apocalyptically is mean that they will happen to every generation, including to us now. You and I will not pass away until all these things have taken place in our lifetime. We will see Jesus come into his glory. We will see Jesus be crucified. Recently, one of the members of the Peacemakers Ministry was given a Diagnosis that the end of their life was near. And for a while they were on palliative care and recently they went on to hospice care. I had the opportunity to visit them this past week and share communion along with one of our other members that joined me. And it was a very moving experience. I was impressed by her strength, her faith, her indomitable spirit, and even her joy and peace. She is witnessing firsthand the glory of Jesus in her own body. I've been deeply moved by the care and generosity of the Peacemakers' ministry as they support her and love her the same way we would love and support Jesus. This is what it means to be a church an Advent and to have faith in Jesus. We treat those who are close to Jesus' glory with the same love we would treat Jesus' We read in Isaiah this morning, Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence. Nobody wants God to come down from heaven more than those who need God. And who needs God? Those who are deprived of justice. Those who are in need of mercy. If everything is perfect, then who needs God? Two weeks ago, we had a special guest during Sunday school, Cantor Paul Bush he stated to us a very personal testimony of his life, of what it was like to be Jewish. He also shared with us the view in the, of the Jewish people about the coming of Messiah. The first thing to know is that part of what it means to be Jewish, according to Cantor Paul and what he told us, is that you have to be able to hold multiple viewpoints at the same time. Rather than than cutting away and excluding and saying, no, that's wrong and that's wrong and there's only one right way to think, he said one of the ways it, it is to be Jewish is to hold on to different perspectives. One joke I've heard from a Jewish person, they said, if you get 10 Jewish people in a room, you'll have 11 opinions. That's basically what Cantor Paul was saying. So when I asked him about the coming of Messiah, He said the Orthodox Jews, yeah, they really think he's coming, and soon. He said, however, among other traditions, like ours at Temple Beth Israel, or theirs, our sisters and brothers, there is a hope that Messiah would come, but there's also a reality that we might be waiting for a very long time, and that would be okay. We can still be faithful to create a world of peace and justice. You know, it's, it's funny. It's coincidental. It's ironic that our reading this morning from 1 Corinthians was also written by a guy named Paul. And that's basically what the Apostle Paul is saying in 1 Corinthians. Thank you for reading, Brian. And Paul wrote in Corinthians, and to us, speaking about waiting for the Messiah... We might truly wonder when he will come. But Paul says that we lack no spiritual gift. That means that there are no special powers that Jesus had that we don't have. We already are given them by the Holy Spirit. We lack nothing to do the same work that Jesus did. All the ingredients necessary to survive, and not just to survive, but to thrive, are with us. Paul says there will be a revealing of Jesus. That word revealing means that Jesus is already here. And it's just that we can't always see him. And even though we don't always see Jesus, he's there giving us strength. That's grace. We can even think about this scientifically. As we study the world, there are many things we still don't understand. We can't explain them. There are incomprehensible wonders. This is like the hiddenness of Christ still among us. So many things, so many mysteries we don't understand. But to have faith and to be in fellowship with each other means that we trust that we've been given what we need. Jesus said these things will take place seasonally, like when a fig tree blooms in the spring. We will know that his revealing is near. I'd like to talk for a moment about the fig tree. You might have saw at the beginning of uh, the readings, Brian looked down at the book and there wasn't the reading. This is because this is the lectionary for year A which we finished last week. Thanks be to God. Today at the beginning of Advent marks a new year in the church, which means a new lectionary. Last year we studied the Gospel of Matthew. This year we study the Gospel according to Mark, with a lot of John thrown in there too. And when we start this year, we actually start at the end of Mark, our reading this morning. Jesus says, just as the fig tree starts to bloom, you know that my coming is near. Well, let me give you the context of this. We just studied it at Bible study. This is at the end of the Gospel of Mark, and here's what happens. In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus doesn't come into Jerusalem until the very end of his life, okay, rather than, aside from being a baby in the presentation. The whole rest of his adult life is in Galilee, and he does his ministry in the north, northern Galilee of Israel. He goes into what we would call Lebanon and Syria, and he slowly makes his way down to Jerusalem, and there is his passion, and he dies. That's where our reading is this morning. When he comes into Jerusalem, it's a, th- it's a three-day campaign. All right? You could call it civil disobedience. I mean, he really shakes things up. The first day he comes into Jerusalem... He's riding on a donkey, that's what kings did. After they conquered a city, they would ride in on a donkey. They don't need their war horse anymore. The donkey, you come in and you show that you're not threatened. That's what Jesus did on Palm Sunday. And he comes down and he comes into the temple and he looks around and then he leaves. The second day, they come in again. And this time, as they're going into the temple, they see a fig tree. And Jesus goes to the fig tree to eat, but there's no figs on it. And he gets angry, and he curses the tree. And he says, may no one eat from you again. And then he goes into the temple, and that's when he flips over all the the money-changer tables and causes a huge disruption that wasn't received kindly. Then he leaves. He leaves. Then the third day, he comes back, and he looks at the fig tree again, and this time it's withered. And they said, what happened to it? And Jesus says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could throw this into the sea or a mountain. And then he goes into the temple, and he teaches. And that's our reading this morning, the third day of his campaign, disrupting the status quo at the temple in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And so even though that tree was withered by Jesus' anger, he predicts that it would bloom again. And the symbol of the fig tree is the temple itself. The temple was supposed to be a tree of life. And it said that in the original temple, they the only images inside the temple were carvings of trees, pomegranate trees and fig trees to show that the temple was a source of life where the people would come and have their sins forgiven, that they would receive mercy and strength and be able to be sent out into the world. But it had become corrupt. It was exploiting people. It was taking away the little that they had and not offering them grace and mercy, which is why Jesus was so critical of it. It had become withered. And so the question that we have to ask ourselves in the season of Advent is, are we a fig tree that gives life? Right? We know in the Bible it says that the body is the temple. Once the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed, then we saw Jesus as the temple. He is the place where our sins are forgiven. And by the Holy Spirit in our baptism, we are connected to Jesus. And so each of us, our body is a temple. We are the church. And so we ask ourselves, are we bearing fruit? That is what Advent is about. Asking us, looking in the mirror soberly and preparing for Christmas. Taking account of our actions. Where do we need to grow? Where do we need to repent so God can rejuvenate us? And God will. And Jesus says, when the tree starts to bud and show new life again, Jesus is being revealed in us. We have signs of life. We have reasons to have hope in the world today. I mentioned one earlier. Another one was Friday night. We had our Advent celebration here. There was over 100 people who came to hear jazz and to eat a spaghetti dinner my angelic wife cooked spaghetti for over a hundred people the hungry multitudes but she didn't do it alone you came and helped her you opened up the preschool you had arts and crafts for the children to do you welcomed new faces you served the food you helped to clean up you put up the decor- decorations You care for the church day in and day out. You support this ministry. And because of all these things that you do, the community is blessed and the world is blessed. During the concert, Mr. Capalbo, the band director, said, Jazz, the point of jazz is to make you feel good. This is the beginning of the revealing of Jesus. Keep awake. There's more to come. Amen. Please stand as you're able for the hymn of the day.